Hi there, my name is John Fowler. Thank you for joining me on this new episode of Startup World Nation. Startup Nation World Podcast. I think for today is Uganda. Economic overview Uganda's real gross domestic product GDP grew at 2.9% in FY20, less than half. recorded in FY19 due to COVID-19 pandemic. GDP is expected to grow at a similar level in FY21. Economic activity stalled during the later part of FY20 due to a domestic lockdown for over four months, border closures for all but essential cargo, and the split over effects of disruptions to global demand and supply chains. This resulted in a sharp contraction in public investment and deceleration in private consumption, hitting the industrial and service sectors hard, particularly the informal sector. On a calendar year basis, real GDP growth is expected to contract by up to 1% in 2020, compared to 7.5% growth in 2019, and as a result, Real per capita GDP growth is expected to contract by 4.5%. Even if the GDP growth rebounds strongly by 2022, the level of per capita GDP is likely to remain well below its pre-COVID trajectory. The medium-term outlook for Uganda has worsened considerably due to COVID-19, tilting risks heavily to the downside. If the COVID-19 impact lasts longer globally or the virus spreads more widely in Uganda, this could delay the recovery in Uganda's exports, adversely impact a rebound in foreign direct investment, FDI, tourism and remittances, and further depress productivity and the domestic economic recovery that could lead to more severe social and economic impacts that provide external and physical imbalances. Furthermore, while lower oil prices are beneficial to Uganda's trade balance and real growth outlooks, they also increase Finally, heightened uncertainty. Uh, okay, so furthermore, while lower oil prices are beneficial to Uganda's trade balance and real good outcomes, they also increase risk to investment plans in Ugandan oil sector which was expected to start producing and exporting by 2024-25. Finally, I think uncertainty in the post-2021 election period. And whether shocks could further accelerate the risk 
development challenges. Prior to the COVID-19 outbreak, structural transformation was driving a decline in poverty, despite a slowdown in average economic growth over the last decade. The transformation was characterized by a reduction in total workforce employed in agriculture and a takeoff in industrial production, largely in agro-processing. Notwithstanding shifts to higher productivity, jobs per capita, real GDP growth decelerated to 1.3% in a five-year period to the COVID, prior to the COVID-19 crisis, from 20% between 2010 2015, as population growth climbed further to 3.7% per year. Furthermore, poor people remained highly vulnerable to shocks as seen in a temporary rise in poverty following the 2016-2017 drop. Following the COVID-19 shock, there have been widespread firm closures, permanent layoffs in the in industry and services, a rapid slowdown of activity, particularly in the urban informal sector and a movement of labor back to farming. Household incomes have also fallen, which is concerned, which is concerning given the high levels of vulnerability to poverty. Limited social safety nets and impact this might have on human capital development and Uganda's capacity to benefit from its demographic transition. Every reliance on productivity agriculture about 25% of the economy 50% of export and 75% of employment also contributes to income vola- volatility and stagnation to keep up with growth in the labor force the economy needs to recreate at least 700,000 jobs per year which far exceeds the 75,000 jobs that are currently created every year raising incomes further will also require improving productivity in agriculture and opportunities for absorbing excess labor into more productive employment in industry and services. Human capital in Uganda. Uganda's human capital index is low. A child born in Uganda today is likely to be 38% as productive when she grows up or as she could be if if she enjoyed complete education and full health. A child who starts schooling at age 4 is only expected to complete 6.8 years of school by their 18th birthday, compared to the sub-Saharan average of 8.3. However, actual years of learning are 4.3 with 22.5 years considered wasted due to poor quality education. For instance, 83% of 10-year-olds cannot read and understand a simple text at the end of primary school. Higher than the average for its region, 80%. Only 95 out of 100 children born in Uganda survive age 5. Undernutrition is high and stunting, and stunting affects 29% of children in Uganda age 5 years and below. At 3%, Uganda's annual population growth is almost the highest in the world. Despite a reduction in fatality rates, Uganda's population of 42 million is expected to reach 100 million by 2050, while the annual urban urban growth rate of 5.2% is among the highest in the world and is expected to grow from 6.4 million.
2014 to 22 million by 2040. Beyond disrupting the economy, the COVID-19 pandemic risks rolling back the recent gains in health and human capital development if effective prevention and control measures do not continue to be implemented rapidly and at scale. Uganda's refugee population has almost tripled since July 2016 and is currently around 1.4 million, making it the largest refugee host in Africa and the third largest in the world. While its open door to its open door refugee policy is one of the most progressive in the world, with refugees enjoying access to social services, land, and jobs, the continued influx coupled with limited resources is placed placing tremendous pressure on existing amenities and straining delivery of services in host communities. Thank you for joining me on this episode. Next up next is Rwanda.